What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Dirty Hands, No Money. I'm Darth Vader. That's Luke Skywalker. And we got our special guest, Chewbacca, over here. What's up, Chewbacca? (laughs) (laughs) Now you guys know, I'm Jared. I'm Joe. And this is our special guest, Vinny. What's going on, Vinny? How you doing? I'm doing good today. How you doing? I'm doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. So this is the first day back in the studio after three weeks. Dude, I gotta say, I wasn't expecting much. The studio's it's kind of pimping. It's kind of pimping. It is kind of it's pimping, kind of cool. right? Yeah. What, what was your first reaction when you walked in? Smells well, like farts. I mean, <laughs> like shit. It does smell like shit. It, it smells a little bit more like shit since Joe, Joe. took a shit literally on the phone. <laughs> That's but, Jared's hot breath. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> That's bro, Joe's I stinky mean, upper lip. I mean, you know, you, you arrive at the uh, at the warehouse, the facility. You walk in... <laughs> You walk in, you say hello to Chanel at the front desk. You Our secretary. In, yeah, you walk in that main foyer, and then you walk in, and then it's it's very open, very nice. I'd say, what, 10,000 square feet? <laughs> I mean, we're, I, you know. He just accurately described me walking into the house. <laughs> in reality, we're in Jared's bathroom. I'm sitting on the toilet. That's why it's okay that I always take shits mid-podcast. I'm in the tub and the phone's on my ass and Vinny's just standing there. I am standing Vinny's there. hanging from the shower curtain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the main reason that we're in the studio today and not in my house is because I got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> I normally do my exercise, my calisthenics if you will, and I do pull-ups on the shower curtain that encloses no, my room. It's a shower curtain rod. Yeah, a shower in your doorway. A shower curtain rod with an actual shower curtain coming down. But I got a little ahead of myself. I thought my handyman abilities were better than they were, and I tried to bust out a couple pull-ups. Well, just remember, you used to do pull-ups like fifty pounds ago, so it could hold you. That's fucked up. That's very true. I mean, Joe, Joe does do. I, you you do that literally like every time I come to your house, and now it finally just gave way. It I was know. Extra pounds that he it put gave. On. Yeah. It was that sausage, egg, and cheese. It was. I didn't even have a sausage. sausage it was a sausage and peppers. Sausage, sausage and peppers and onions. Sausage and peppers. Man. Peppers. Yeah, man. What do you want, man? Yeah, man. I love going <laughs> I've to been. To, I went to M&S oh. twice today. One time with our special guest, and then the other time with Fathead himself. <laughs> didn't we talk about M&S last podcast? We did, dude. I, I'm and not even going to lie to you. We were driving back here, mm-hmm. or we were driving here, and we were listening it, pulling out of the M&S parking lot, and You're all totally you hear is, I love, I love going to M&S. The fucking buffalo chicken is... Uh, it's <laughs> delicious. You can't even tell me... that, that They have the best buffalo chicken slice in New Jersey. They, ha- they, they do. do. It's, like so, it's like creamy. Yeah, but like, can we talk about the fact that Dave Portnoy went there and had their fucking plain slice? What did he rate it? A 7 out of 10? Not 7 I don't six. even know. I think it, no, it was like a 6.9 or something. See, like, I love 6.9 together, of course. Do, but did, in that case, it's not acceptable. With men. I distinctly... <laughs> yo, yo, you're the kind of fuckhead that goes on Uber Eats and tries to order five guys and then gets disappointed when a burger shows up at your door. Yeah, I get so disappointed. <laughs> you didn't get it. That that went right over your head. No, I got it. Because you're so short. There's five guys in the other Let's room. switch up the dynamic. You're short, and now you have no hair, and I'm just ugly. So I got to go jump off my roof then. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> We have this little inside joke, me and Joe, right? And we can't go into details because a certain person told the story. And if we out this certain person, they'd probably get fired. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to talk about it. We're We're just not going to name drop. We're not going to name drop and we're not going to say where it happened, when it happened. We're going to say that a a man... A man told us... With a very respectable profession told underage kids a story. Fuck it. <laughs> How the fuck would they know who that is? That's true. All right. I wasn't going to go that route. but It's my dad. He's the principal at Mount Olive. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, Jerry, tell, Jerry, tell them the story. Jerry, tell them the story. Anyway, this man told us this story of one time how he was fucking this girl. They were having a fantastic time. And I quote... A doggy style. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It was reverse cowgirl. No, it wasn't. It was just normal cowgirl? Oh, it might have been. I don't know. Anyway, he said, he's telling us a story, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm having sex with this girl. She's riding on my... Oh, 
So if you guys ever hear us say cock like that, it's because it stems it's, from it's that because story. Because of this story. And he's like, yeah, so she's riding my cock. <laughs> Even the guests on the wave. He tells us that, and then he's like, and then her cat jumps up on my chest and licks her butthole. So yeah, she must have been in reverse cowgirl. She had to. And Damn, then, and then so- we all asked him, so did you stop? And he was like, no, because then the cat licked my cock. <laughs> Yo, chill. Chill. Is that a threesome? That's, that's, that's a whole lot of kitty. <laughs> Clip that shit and put it on a t-shirt. Put that at the shore store down in the boardwalk. The boardwalk. The boardwalk. So what the boardwalk. Yeah, but if you ever hear me, Joe, or anyone else that listens to the podcast, it's because of that story. We just say it now. We could be anywhere. We could be at the most professional event, and someone will go. <laughs> We're at a wedding, and the priest goes, "Do you take his cock in marriage?" <laughs> Oh fuck! All right. Oh my god! So let let let's get on to our guest here, our special guest, Vinny, the most Italian man out there. The Italian stallion. The Italian stallion. The Woo Wop himself. I'm actually I'm actually only half Italian. You're full Italian. I'm. You're 100. percent No, I think I'm um I'm like 90, 92 percent. Yeah, but like I don't even know. The other eight percent is dog. I got that dog in me. You got that dog in me. <laughs> I got that dog in me. That's no, so... but like actually, like your mom's side and your. Obviously, well, yeah, my gran- my grandpa was from Italy, and then Italian origin from both both sides, yeah. Yeah. The other the other 8% is Cyprus. Huh? Really? I don't know what the fuck that means. Did you do like a like the cotton swab thing? Yeah, but not in my mouth. In his butt. They took it straight out of my asshole. <laughs> they took shit samples <laughs> and sent it in the mail. Your shit in the box and mail. Yo, do you remember? Wait, did you ever have to get drug tested in high school? No. So, did you? No. So I got drug tested in high school, and I remember I was in the nurse's office, and this was is... it for like a specific reason, or just yeah, because like I was vaping in the locker room, got caught. <laughs> you got caught in the locker really? room. Yeah, and it wasn't even my vape. I actually got this kid's vape lost by my baseball coach. So I don't vape anymore. <laughs> now it's strictly just ketamine. But <laughs> but either way, so I got drug tested, right? And they send you to the nurse's office, right? And they shut off the water so you don't dilute your piss or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they shut off the sink water. They shut off the toilet water, yeah. right? So which means, like, you can't flush it. And then they taint, like, they taint the water with, like, a blue dye. So I literally had to take such a fucking shit that I couldn't pee without almost shitting my pants. <laughs> so what was I supposed to do? Shit in the toilet? And then pee in the cup. And then pee in the cup and be like, yeah, by the way, there's a fucking dookie in there that you guys got to deal with, right? <laughs> so literally, like, I was in the bathroom forever just trying to figure out how I was going to do it. <clears throat> I ended up peeing in the cup, right? I'm good. I'm good, whatever. I go to lunch that day, and I'm talking to this kid, and I told him about the story. And he goes, you should have just shit in the cup. And I go, why? He goes, I did that last year when I got drug tested. And I go, what happened? He goes, never drug tested me ever again. <laughs> I go, well, like, did they test it? He goes, fuck no. Who wants to test shit? I go, that's fair. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. That's actually insane. Shitting in a cup. Yo, I got to give respect to women, though. How do you pee in a cup? You can't aim that bitch. No, they can't. I... And then they got to hover and, like, put their hand under, like, their booty. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's such a hard maneuver. Like, when you're out in the woods, you can just fucking piss. What are girls gonna do? Pop that pussy and just <laughs> pop that pussy. What are they gonna do? Just pee? Just start squatting in the middle of the trail? Oh, fuck. It'd be kind of hot. All right. So how long? Sorry, I don't mean to put my hand on you all sexually. All right, I'll put it back. So this is our so our special guest, Vinny. He's got such a bright future. So many things happening. But I wait. So know... talk talk a little bit about yourself. What yeah. are you going to school for? Um, criminal justice major. Crim. Krim. You hate when people say I fucking hate that. Krim. Krim. I hate yeah. more when people say, oh, you're a CJ major? I'm going to spit in your forehead. That's what I'm going to do. CJ? Yeah. Because you're, you're a crim justice major too, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude, oh, yeah was... because you want to be a cock. Yeah. I was telling you about that. He wants to be a cock. A cock. A cock. He wants to be a cockhold. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> profession you know, cock. You know, my ex had no idea what a cuck was. So what, you showed her? Yeah. I was like, you're going to be... You, you go, watch me fuck Joe. Boom, you're a cuck. <laughs> no, she was like, what is that? I was like, look it up. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, look it up. Like, just look up cuck. 
And she looked it up. Loved it. <laughs> she loved it. No, she did. I don't know. She actually thought it was hilarious, like that people do that. Yeah. So see, having Vin on the podcast is actually pretty cool because I feel like you come up a lot. Like I always talk about like visiting your school because he goes to Seton Hall. So I'm always fucking at your school. Not so much anymore because you don't really like the frat parties anymore. But just talk a little bit about that shit. How you fucking with it? Because I didn't yeah, go to bro. college. Yeah, dude. It's kind of like like freshman year. Freshman year, I was like, you know, obviously like freshman year, like you're at college. You're like, yo, you know, you, you hear about it. Like you see it in the movies, you know, it's like you just want to get rowdy. You, you want to get rowdy as fuck. And like, also, especially Vinny, I, I hate to interrupt you. Joe's drinking out of a jug of water that's been in the studio for three fucking weeks, and you're drinking that nasty-ass water. It's fucking water. That's gross. I peed in that. <laughs> Starts chugging it. Anyway, I don't give a fuck, bro. It's just water. Shut up, Vinny. Keep talking. <laughs> that's it. We're bringing back Barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Barbershop. Only made it one episode on Spotify. We got cancels. No, dude, we actually had a lot of listeners. I think it was just my mom on a bunch of different devices. Probably. All her Alexas in the house. <laughs> Joe, why are you talking about fucking this grandmother at the bar? Huh? Huh? What? What? So, yeah, so, so you went to college, man. So, so keep, elaborate on that a little bit. You were saying your freshman year, everyone's like, oh, yeah, fuck. No, college. yeah, bro. Freshman year, everybody wants to go out. And it's like, I feel like I was never, like, the type to, like, want to go out, like, like, a bunch. But, like, obviously, like, freshman year of college, like, everybody goes out. Everyone. Everybody. That That's what, like, the frat... That's what the frats mainly make money off of is the fucking <coughs> freshman. Yeah. Like, going to the house parties and shit. Because you have to pay fives to get in, right? Not Tony's. <laughs> Tony's. T- bro, we got a story about that. Yeah. Bro, one night, me and Joe... What do you... I, I think we were supposed to go to... We were supposed... I won't say the specific frat, but... Um, Pie Kappa suck a cock. Yeah, basically that. <laughs> I don't fucking so, know. Yeah. Ligma chai. Lig my cock. My cock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so me and Joe wanted to go to a party one night, and like all my friends were there. They're already in. And like anybody who goes to frat parties knows that, like, or at least at Seton Hall. <laughs> at, least, at least at Seton Hall, it's like you get there at 11, and if you're like. <laughs> If you arrive there, like, past 12, like... Well, yo, you know gonna... you know why we got there so late? Because we came from fucking Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to Rutgers. Shout out, El Jefe Stacaria. Because they put shrimp in their burritos. Yeah, dude, if you, want, if you want to clear yourself out, don't use fucking laxatives. Go to El Jefe Stacaria. Stacaria. Or go to Hankook in Rockaway and get no, spicy No, if ramen. anyone ever goes to Hankook... <laughs> Actually, I won't say nothing. It's a small business. It's a small business. It's good. You just had diarrhea after we left. And I blew up the bathroom. Dude, Jared sends me a video of him in the bathroom at Hankook. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to play the just audio spewing. because it's wild. What Oof. audio? I took a video of myself shitting in this <laughs> restaurant. Hold on. <laughs> what the fuck? Shout out episode eight. That's what the guy's car sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a clogged cat. I have a clogged Oh my god. Yeah, so dude, we were coming from fucking Rutgers. We pulled up to Seton Hall. We got there like late as hell. Mm-hmm. And we go up to the door, and these two frat brothers were like, Yo, if you want to come in, bro, you got to throw us Tony's. I look at him, I go, The, the fuck f- is a Tony? I go, Tony Illick? <laughs> I go, What the? Tony, get in there. I'm like, What the fuck is a Tony? He looks at me and goes, you're not funny, bro. A 20. I go, then why the fuck did you say a Tony? Right? And we were wearing the same shirt, a blue Columbia fucking t-shirt. And I'm walking away and I go, yo, I really like your shirt though. And he goes, hey, thanks, man. And I go, but I look better in it. And he goes, huh? Huh? <laughs> he raised his fist and he goes, down, girl. <laughs> You're lucky yeah, I take out anger management. <coughs> so stupid. <coughs> Oof. College yeah. parties, I... They get so weird. You know what I mean? Because some you go in for free, they don't charge you, and they have kegs. Other ones you got to When the fuck have you ever gotten into a frat party for free? Well, see, in my school, we didn't have frats. It was just sports houses. So if you knew the people who were there, you would just go in, and it wouldn't matter. Well, see, that's fair. Because you guys don't really... You guys are only big for, what, two sports? 
baseball and uh, oh fucking yeah, like, baseball and soccer, right? Basketball. Yeah, basketball. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's huge. But it's we don't home. have a we don't have a basketball house though. Like the, all the basketball players live in like a specific building, so it's like. It's like the baseball house. So what happens if you stop playing basketball? They kick you the fuck out? Get out of here. Mm-hmm. No. You're not allowed anymore because we can't see your cock. You're too much. <laughs> stop talking about cock. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, like... Dude, we keep cutting this kid off. Know, I'm yeah. sorry. We're keep so going. Sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying, but, like... Half <laughs> the time, I don't even know what the fuck I'm, I'm talking about. I'm just trying to fill in the spaces. <laughs> Oh my god. We were talking about the frat parties, about how, like, you guys don't really have the sports houses. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, the baseball house, like, the rugby house. How is the rugby You guys house? have a rugby team? Yeah, but it's, like, nobody likes to go to the rugby parties. Why? Why? Too aggressive? They, they, they try to They've had people. some allegations. Allegations. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. Spill the beans. Let's look it up on the internet. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure you could probably fucking find Rugby it. Rugby Seton Hall allegations. Rugby Seton Hall. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you want I don't know. You, I don't know if you'll be able to find it like on Safari, but yeah. You're gonna have to use Bing, the search engine. Let's just say the girls are a little hesitant to go. I feel like that's but, like the same thing with like a lot of frat houses. Yeah, that that in general. So many. But, but yeah, bro, like. I don't know, like, frat party. Just for me, it's like, I don't know. You go, it's so fucking crowded. It gets hot as fuck. It gets you're old. Like, dude, yeah, and you're like, sweat, like, bro, what, one of the fucking frat parties in specific, like, I remember people were literally slipping down the fucking basement stairs because of how fucking steamy it, it was. It gets all house parties. And, and like they that. turn off the AC. <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't know why. Is, but that, it's like, is that the house I kept getting in trouble for opening the window? No, not even that, bro. That was fucking bad too. Yeah. I had to leave because my girlfriend was fucking overheating and about to like pass out. The like house parties, it's just always so crammed and sticky, and that's that's why I don't like it because it's just like I love it. I get naked. See, it's like a fun <laughs> vibe for every once in a while, but like, like going there too much. Nah. Yeah, personally, I'd rather like go to a bar, you know, See, or I'm, even like a club. I'm the opposite. I much rather go to a house party and get rowdy than go out to like a bar around here. Well, it's like. It's, like, cheaper. It's way cheaper. Yeah, I, yeah, like, way cheaper I like house though. parties because it's, like, a lot more personal. It is. Like, you, you like feel house like... parties better than, like... Well, I feel like there needs to be a balance. I love bars. Because, like, when I go yeah. to bars, I drop ass. You know what I mean? Or, like, when we go to Motown, I dance my ass off. Yeah. House parties, it's like, I'm going to jump through this person's wall and then leave. But the ones at... <laughs> <laughs> but the houses at Seton Hall... Or, like, I guess not just Seton Hall, but I guess plenty of fucking frat houses. When the houses... you, It's just... The houses are just too small sometimes. Yeah. And, like, when there's, like, a big-ass fucking crowd of people yeah. in there, it's just, like, you can't move, you know? I feel that. So, like, just to get to the keg, you gotta, like, fucking go all the way around the fucking perimeter of the room. The keg is always so warm at a frat party. Yeah. Tell me why keg beer fucks you up so much. I don't know if that's just me who notices Because it. you don't realize how much you're drinking. Yeah, and then you just keep going, and then you go, and then you're like, oh, this is only my third cup. And then by the end of the night, you've had 15 cups of piss beer, piss and you're beer. dying. It's always Bush. Or bush no, Light. Bush. Or, yeah, or like Natty Yo, Light. Yo, Natty Light. Natty Light. Nah, they shouldn't even push just, that shit. Just because it's cheapest. But like, <laughs> literally, like fucking, what I used to do is I used to stand at the keg, and I would fucking, like, fill up my cup probably like five or six times before I'd walk away from it. Just to get yeah. a nice little buzz going, because trying to get back over there, you don't know if it's going to fucking run out. You know? Exactly. Especially and it's if always you show so foamy, up. dude. Yeah. yeah. That's because people don't know how to do it, dude. They always <coughs> pump yeah. that shit like crazy. No, yeah, exactly. Just oh. like this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you jerk off your like, oh, oh my god, bro. So oh my like, god, bro. We're gonna ask you a few questions. We just uh-huh. want you to answer it. Uh-huh. How far could you stick that water bottle down your throat? <laughs> <laughs> Prove it right now. Do it. <laughs> he made it the whole way. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll be right back. We have to take him to the ER. But but what did what did he ask us before? He's like you were like what even is an anal bead? Do you really not know what an anal bead is? I don't know what no. He all right. I feel like that is a very give me a little lesson. Just a go little. get the one out of your drawer. So an anal bead, essentially what it is, it's like a string of bouncy balls. Yeah. That you shove in your butt. Or your puss. Or whatever, and you put your like you puss. put one in there and you mm-hmm. pop the other one in there. And then you pop another one in there. And you pop another one in there. 
It's like Tic Tacs. You can't have enough. It is a... But see, here's... Yo, they always make such a cool sound coming and, out. And then when you take them out, they go... Bloop, yeah. Bloop. But the it's thing like is... starting a lawnmower. Is there... What's it called? They're normally, like, in, like, ascending order. So the smallest one, then they gradually get bigger. Mm-hmm. I have guess... Have you ever watched Jackass? Yeah. Do you remember when Bam Margera put the anal beads in his ass and then he flew the kite? Is that what it was? That's what... That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And it yeah. fucking, like, pulled it out. Yeah, right? it went, you heard it on camera. Ugh. Nah, Jackass is wild. You gotta give mad respect to them. Dude, I felt like I was in Jackass at Morristown. I was parkouring too much. <sighs> Busted Par- so much Parkouring ass. in Morristown. Jared, get your fucking toe out of my asshole. <laughs> 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 Jared literally fucking cuts his elbow jumping into a bush. That's because I jump off a tree. Tried to make it over a fence to jump into a bush, and then I missed the bush and fall straight on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kid cuts up his elbow, walks up to one of the officers right outside of Iron Bar. And I go, can you kiss it? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, he goes, be back in half an hour, that's when I'm off duty. (laughs) You showed up half an hour later. He had, like, lipstick on and shit. He had honey in, his ba- in the back of his car. Honey? <laughs> You're right, he's just got the no, baton. No, but I went to this and I was like, yo, do you have a Band-Aid? And he was like, why? And I was like, I got this caught in my elbow from fighting a bear, and it keeps opening up. <laughs> he goes, a bear in Morristown? What the fuck? I was like, no, I was just parkouring way too hard, and I cut my elbow because I fell. He's like, how? It's like, I tried to jump into a bush, and I missed it. <laughs> oh, my fuck, dude. And he got me this cotton swab, and... He, he cleaned up my elbow for me. Dude, he gave you the whole nine. He did. He kissed me after. He's like, it's all going to be okay. Oh. It was like, it was, <laughs> it's like a nurse, dude. It, it is. If he gave you an ice pack, I would have literally thought it was uh, Miss Cocoletta, my old nurse. That would have been crazy if he brought out one of those ice packs and went, put it right on my elbow. You think they get paid, like, per ice pack that they give out? Like, they have a quota, like, they got a... 15 ice packs a day. 15 ice packs a night. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's doable. Dude, are you kidding me? I literally went there one time because I had a fucking pencil stuck in my eyeball. And they go, you want an ice pack? I go, no. (laughs) They're like, we have an ice pack or a band-aid. That's all you fucking get. (sighs) So, Vinny. Yo, I was gonna say, dude. (laughs) I was gonna say. We're not good at this whole three-way shit. We're not. Huh? Huh? Why are you naked right now? Finn, take more, take your skin off. <laughs> He's on the casting couch. Oh my god. He's sitting on the casting couch. Is this couch. the casting couch? There's cum on it. I'm glad. <laughs> if there wasn't, I'd be surprised. That's the fuck pillow. Yeah, but it ain't no Spider-Man pillow. No, yo, shout out shooting ropes. Oh, oh Christ. Goodness gracious. So, Vinny, we, I got an honest question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you cope with stress? How do I cope with stress? What's a coping mechanism? That like you what use? kind of stress? Like any kind like of school stress. stress. Like school stress, life stress. Like what do you, like what's your go-to thing to do? Um well like I guess I don't know like I I guess like I guess the I guess the gym could be a good coping yeah. mechanism, you yeah. know? That's I mean, I feel like that's a coping mechanism for a lot of people. Yeah. Not Joe cuz he's fat. I I feel like I low-key kind of got you into the gym though. I mean, you you definitely helped me out. In the well, beginning. because like, like when we were younger, like I started working out very early. Yeah, you know. Is that why you never grew past four eleven? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, uh, I'd say in the beginning, I'd say yeah. in the beginning, you definitely gave me a lot of tips, and I think in the beginning you actually like sent me like your fucking like workout plan. Yeah, I did, and that's dude. That I actually followed that for like a solid year. And did it help you out? It definitely helped me out, just because like I'm the type of person where I like I like structure. Yeah. You know, so like if I follow like a schedule, like, you know, ra- rather than just going and being like, what am I in the mood for today? Like for a few years, like I like a lot of a lot of fucking dudes miss leg day. I'd never miss leg day because I was like, today is leg day and I have to do this because if not, I'm like the biggest fucking bitch. So <laughs> chicken legs like Jared. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just never feel like I go work out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hit legs. I really? mean, yeah, I just want to just go run. Dude, I, uh, dude, Joe knows this. Every dude in our family, we just got thin legs. We're top heavy, yeah. but we got like the sexiest, thinnest legs. And I, like, like Joe beefed up his legs like 
I'd say like I can't I wait to see him in his speedo when we're down in Florida. <laughs> no, but dude, honestly, that is a good point though, because like I got into working out because like a lot of people in my family are very heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, like on both sides of my family. So like, and plus like I was like I was working out a lot for school or not yeah. for school, but for like sports because yeah. like I'm not. I mean, I'm pretty tall, but I'm not. The, <laughs> but I'm not the tallest. <laughs> so like I I started working out a lot to kind of like bridge the gap. Like, yeah. with, like, fucking wrestling and football and everything else. And I feel like having, like, that discipline of going to the gym all the time kind of, like, made me a better person in the long run, you know? Well, because, like Vinny was saying, it's all about structure, right? Yeah, you got, yeah, bro. Once you have that schedule, it's... it's Keeping like yourself to a routine exactly. It was, like, my favorite part about it. Well, exactly. dude, in the beginning, the, the main reason why I started working out was because I was a fucking... I was literally about to become a fucking diabetic. I was literally like, yeah, you were heavy, dude. I was this close from having like being a diabetic and my doctor told me that and bro, I got like, I'm yeah, that like really got me down. So I was like, you know what? This is like, because everybody tell like everybody who's ever like struggled with being a little overweight, you always tell yourself in your mind, like, yeah, like, uh, like I'll, I'll eventually like lose the weight. But you like you want to, but it's but just you like never that, get around to it, dude. It's yeah. just that mental block. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is until you actually like get up off your ass and you like finally just fucking do it. And I just did like I started going with my dad a lot, and that kind of kept kept me like a lot more motivated because like me and him like motivated each other. Yeah. So like the days that I didn't feel like going, he was like, "Yeah, we're like we're gonna go," and then the days that he didn't feel like going, I was like, "No, we're gonna go." So you know, and and just. I finally just cons- consistently started going. See, that's and, the best thing about having a workout partner. Yeah, Because it's always someone to have your back, you know, like, whether it's fucking switching up your routine or just, like, helping you out with a spot on, like, a bench or a squat or whatever, you know? So, like, yeah. that yeah. aspect of it is always nice. I hate going to the gym by myself. Like, I'll do it. I do, too. It's just, I don't know. I never feel motivated when I'm by myself. Like, if yeah. I go with someone, it's like, okay, no, no. We're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to be in and out in 45 minutes. But it's going to yeah. be a hard, clean workout. Mm-hmm. When I'm by myself, like, I could be there for an hour, and it's just, like, you do a lot of putzing. You walk, you sit on the mat, you stretch out, you go on your phone, you do the workout, walk around again, maybe get a drink of water, go on your phone. So it's never, like, when when I'm by myself, I feel like that. I feel like it's, I'm just very laid back. But yeah. if I go with a partner, it's like, no, 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 we're going to do this, this, and this, and then we're out. And Dude, I'm, at, I'm actually, like, the complete opposite. I feel like when if, if, like, I come with somebody else, I feel like that, I feel like I'm, like, more prone to get distracted Really? Yeah, like, if I'm by myself, like, I, like, I, I take very brief breaks in between sets because I just like to be, like, in and out quick. I don't like to just fuck around. Like, a lot of people, like, just, like, walk around, look at themselves in the mirror, like, go on their phone and shit. I, I don't do that. I just listen to my music, you know, and I'm just there to, like, do business, I guess. Like, that sounds fucking weird, but, like... Well, no, I mean, it know? makes sense because, like, when you're working out with someone, you have to, like, take longer breaks. You might, like, lose your pump, yeah. you know? yeah. I could see that. Dude, I used to have, like, the best fucking workout partner in the world. I'm not really friends with the kid anymore, but fucking, like, me and this kid, because we wrestled together, we played football together, and, like, we would work out before school, wrestle after school, and then we would, like, stay in the, like, in the wrestling room and just, like, fuck around, you know, because it was nice, like, we were very similar, like, body types, you know, like, we were the same fucking weight, he was a little bit taller. But, like, it was nice for me because, like, all our numbers were very similar. So it always felt like there was, like, a competition between the two of us. Yeah, so you just go back and forth. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was stronger in some things. He was stronger in others. And then it's almost like a fucking battle. It gives you, like, something to work towards. But, like, dude, I fucking love leg day. It made me feel so accomplished. Like, walking out of the gym and your legs are just cranking. Especially, I think it's probably because of my knee surgery. Probably, yeah. Because, like, when I hurt my knee... Like, my literal fucking leg was maybe the size of, like, my fucking forearm. Go, like, go a little into that. Like, what? how did you injure your, uh, you, you injured your ankle and your knee, right? Yeah, so my junior year, I, dude, I was so excited to wrestle this fucking year. And because, like, in the years past, I had such a, like, a problem, like, trying to lose weight or maintain my weight loss. Well, because your, your sophomore year, I was a senior wrestling, and you were doing really good on your lower weights, 
like when you were dropping a lot of weight to get down, I think for like one forty five, yeah, you struggled. But every time you would wrestle up a weight class, you would always win, yeah, because you weren't killing yourself losing all of that weight. That's what it was. Is like a lot of these kids I could have competed with, and like I started the season at like one sixty five. I ended up dropping down to one fifty two, and like for anyone that wrestles knows that there's like a there's a certain date that you can get down to a weight with, right? Mm-hmm. So like I was at one fifty two for fucking. I think a month, yeah. right? And I was doing pretty good. Like, I was steady on my weight, but, like, I didn't really have a spot there, like, on the fucking starting lineup. No. So, like, my coach wanted me to drop to 145, which is where I had a spot at. And just, like, it was rough for me. I weighed in one time at 144 fucking point eight or whatever the hell it was. That's and it was crazy. just, it was impossible for me to maintain that. Well, because you were always running. Yeah. Always. And it wasn't even, like, that I was eating, like, shit. It was just, like... I was literally eating enough to the point where I wouldn't die. You know, like, I'd eat lunch at school, and then I would go home, and I would fucking have a small dinner. And, like, people can say whatever they want about wrestlers, dude, but, like, you're not starving yourself. It's just, like, you're eating enough to kind of get by. Yeah, well, that's what happened with me, because I came into the season my senior year weighing, like, 197, almost 200 pounds. Yeah. And our wrestling coach was like, hey... We want to try you at 170, so get down to 170. And this was before the season even started. So I dropped that 30-ish pounds in like three and a half weeks. So I that's, could, that's fucking geez, crazy. So, I could, so yeah. I could rehydrate and pass hydration tests to stay at that weight. And what ended up happening was I dropped down to that weight. And then they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to have you at 182 now because we, we want someone else at 170. So the whole season, I never weighed more than 175, and I just could not gain weight because I dropped all that weight so quickly. And then, I mean, when you're wrestling, you're, you're wrestling for two and a half, three hours every single day. You're burning so many fucking calories. And it's so hard to gain weight because at some points, like, you're hungry, but you just don't even want to eat because you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. And Literally, my schedule was like, I'd work out in the morning, go to school, work out after school, and go home and fucking ass out. Yes. By that, like 8 o'clock. That, that would be every day. Because I know that the next day I had to wake up at 5.30 and run to school because at this time I couldn't drive yet. Yeah. And I know for those three weeks that I dropped those 30 pounds, all I was... Miserable. All, well, miserable. I hated my life. And all I was doing every single day... I'd have one bottle of water, an apple, and a banana. See, that's fucking crazy to think about. Mm. That that is, like, a thing that people do willingly. But I will admit that wrestling was my favorite fucking sport I've ever played. Favorite? So, it's, um, it's amazing. I don't get that. So, like, my, my friend Ricky. Shout out, Ricky. So he, Shout out, Ricky! He, he wrestled throughout all of fucking high school. And he was always telling me, he was always, he was always asking me, like, yo, like, you should wrestle, it'll be fun. Like, me and you could, you know... We could, like, do it together, blah, blah, blah. But, like, for me, I always saw these kids, like, like, bro, these kids just looked, like, mad, so malnourished. Bro, at one point I was spitting into a cup so I could... <sighs> Dude, that, yeah, yeah the, the fucking spit cup. Like, so many kids in my high school were doing that. And to me, I was just like, yeah, like, it's, like, I guess you, I, I don't know, everybody says, like, you learn about dedication, and it's, like, all you about do. hard work pays and off and all discipline. that shit. But, like, bro, like... I could learn that by going to the gym. Like, you gotta... Just it's, explain it's, Explain to me why you guys so stay dedicated it, for it's, so long. It's a different feeling than going to the gym, right? Because you go to the gym, you get a nice workout, whatever, you go home. But wrestling, it's just like a different mentality. It's like, no, no, no. I gotta get to this weight and stay at this weight so I compete with kids and beat the fuck out of them. And that's really the whole thing you go through. So, yeah, I might not be eating dick all day. Huh? Just have a water... Liar. God. Liar, you were still eating dick. All say all I would have is like a water bottle, a banana, and an apple. Yeah. But guess what? On match day, after I weighed in, I'd eat, and then you could your stamina and everything is just so crazy. How many fucking turkey subs did you have after weigh-ins? After weigh-ins, I would probably have four or five. Dude, they give you one. I used to fiend. I literally used to go up to people and eat like their leftovers because I was so hungry. And and that's a real thing. Like people are like, oh, so like, like what happens like when you get off like out of the wrestling season. You stuff your face immediately. Yo. It's yeah. it's crazy. Sophomore year, I went to districts. I was the eighth seed because mm-hmm. I really didn't have a, like, a... I wasn't seeded nice because I had only fucking five matches at the weight that I was wrestling at at districts. I lost that match to a kid that started at Duke, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On a full ride. The kid kicked my fucking ass. And I remember the coach comes up to me 
right after the match is over, he's like, there's some things that we need to work on in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. Dude, that'll actually tie in, right? So he's like, there's some things that we need to work on in the offseason. I go, hold on. What I need to work on right now is a fucking double quarter pounder with a large fry and a large Sprite. I go, leave me the fuck alone because I have been hungry for four fucking months. Well, same thing, because when I went into districts, I don't even remember my senior year, I was out for almost a week because I had the flu. Yeah, of course. And I was sick. Probably well one because when you're losing that much weight, you're dehydrated. You're not eating. You're so like, prone to get sick. You, you get sick yeah. all like for wrestling in high school, and then when I wrestled in college, every single wrestling season I would get sick. Why? Because you're dropping weight. You're not eating. You're not taking the amount of calories that your body needs and should have, and you're just not getting any sort of like nutritional value in any of the food because you're not eating anything. Mm-hmm. So senior year districts, I think I was a fifth seed going into districts. I had the flu, and I wrestled the third seed, and it was supposed to be a pretty good match, and I ended up losing because I just, my chest hurt from being sick, and I, yeah. it felt like I couldn't breathe. Did you go into WrestleBacks? I don't know. Did you place at Districts? No. Oh, so you, because no. I think after you lose, you go for first and, or uh, third and fourth? Well, I, I lost the first match. So oh, so was, you were out. So I was oh, out. yeah, because me too. I lost my first yeah, match. I, was I, out. I was out. And I remember it was the worst feeling ever because, one, I felt like ass because I was sick. Yeah. Two, I just lost a match that should have been super competitive. And, I mean, I don't think I only lost by, like, a point or two. But when when you're, like, a wrestling mindset, right, it's not like, oh, like, I just lost, like, whatever. I'll come back. No, no, no. It's more like I lost because... This was holding me back, and I know I could have done better in, in like, that aspect, and I just didn't. See, that's the thing, though. I think that's the thing why everyone who wrestles and, like, fucks with it is what they think about. Because it's a one-person fucking sport. And I don't care about losing. It's the reason why I lost or, like, why you lose a match. Like, you could lose a match or whatever, but no, no, no. That kid shouldn't have beat me. I should have beat him, this, this, and this, but I didn't do that right. And then that's why you stay in wrestling. It's a grind. It's, yeah. it's a constant grind, and it's all, it's all mental. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go into this match. I'm going to fuck this person up. The last, person you want, the last thing you want to do is lose in front of a crowd of hundreds of people yeah. and, and then walk on the side of the mat, and like everyone looks at you. It's the worst feeling. And like, in reality, no one's probably looking at you. No, but you right. think everyone's staring at you, judging the fuck out of you. Like in college, my first tournament that I wrestled in, I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't even seated in this tournament, and I won my first two matches... And then I wrestled the third seed. I went into overtime, and he, he escaped, and I lost that match by one point. It was 5-4. Worst feeling ever. Yeah. Worst feeling. Because it's one of those matches where it's so close. And you're like, no, no, no. I should have won that match, but I didn't give it my all at the end. Yeah. And it just fucks with you. But, you know, going back to that shit, like, um, so, like, that was my sophomore season, right? And then my junior year season... I was doing amazing. Like, I was working out a lot, and, like, I was very good on my weight. I was going at, at like, 152. I weighed in at, like, 150. Because, like, I was working out, but, like, I had a lot more time to prepare and drop the weight. Mm -hmm. So, I weighed in at, like, 150 before our first match, and I was so fucking hyped. I was the first match of the fucking season, right? Mm -hmm. I go out there, and I'm kicking the living piss out of this fucking kid, right? I'm shooting on him. I'm scoring like crazy, right? I think I'm up, like, 6-0 right now. And I literally fucking go to take him down again. I lift him above my shoulder. And he, like, throws his body over my head. I roll over my ankle. And I fucking hear it snap. It was like... And I'm like, oh, my God, bro. But I had so much adrenaline in my fucking body that I didn't even think about it, right? So the period ends. I go over to the coaches. And I literally lay down. And they're like, get up. And I'm like, dude. I'm, I'm like, I can't. And they're like, why? What's wrong with you? I'm like, I just broke my fucking leg. And they're like, you didn't, you probably just rolled it, you're going to get over it. So I'm like, all right, fine. I go back out there because the last thing that I want to do is lose the first match. Like basically like a forfeit because I can't keep going. So I go back out there just trying to keep the morale of the team up. And I literally, like the kid's shooting on that leg because he could see that I'm like limping. He would try and shoot at it and it pissed me off to the point where I ended up kneeing him in the face. And then, like, the period ends, and I go up to him, I'm like, bro, if you fucking touch my leg, like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, right? So, he ends up getting me to my back, and I couldn't bridge, like, which is where, like, you kind of, like, lift up with your neck to keep your shoulder blades off the mat. I couldn't do it, because he had my good leg locked up, my other leg didn't even fucking work, and I just ended up getting pinned, right? I go over to the sideline, I'm sitting on the benches, 
and I get into the athletics office, like the, the, the trainer. trainer. Yeah, the trainer office, and he has to cut my fucking shoe off because my like my ankle is like the size of like my nuts if I haven't jerked off in three days. <laughs> so either way, so he cuts my shoe off. I end up going to the hospital, and they tell me that like I fractured my fibula, right? So blah blah blah, whatever. They put me in a cast. And I remember my coach texted me. He was like, hey, man, like, there's anything you need, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I told you I broke my fucking leg. Fuck you, yeah. No, I fuck with him. He was cool. He but was like, cool. Yeah. So I was just like, bro, like, I broke my leg, whatever. That was my junior season. Senior year, I'm so fucking excited. I get back, right? I literally, dude, I had the cast on, and I was in the gym, like, three days later. Not hitting legs. But I was, like, working out, like, crutching around the fucking gym. I'm having people lift my weights, bring them to the bench for me. Just because, like, I couldn't. Like, imagine not working out or, like, giving up on myself, per se. And then the summer comes around and I go to a Hope Hakong duel. Or, no, a kid at Tinny duel. And this kid fucking locks me up. And he ends up, like, twisting my knee sideways. <gasps> Twist my knee sideways. And I hear that shit pop. It was like, I was like, ah! No. <laughs> right? So I'm laying there. And I literally get up. And I go, no, the match is over. And the ref was like, what happened? I go, I go, dude, I just tore something in my knee. And like, you just know, you know, yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like a feeling that you've never felt before. I didn't just tweak it. I'm like, no, like I just tore something in my knee. I'm like, I can't keep going. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, bro, I don't care. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital right now because the adrenaline is still going. I know in like 20 minutes, I'm not going to be able to fucking walk. And I didn't have crutches. I didn't have anything like that. So, like, I was literally going to need to be carried because I couldn't put any weight on it. Yeah. I get to the hospital. They run me for, like, an x-ray. Figured out that nothing was broken. I had to wait, like, two days to go get my MRI. Right? But they put me in, like, a... Just, like, a restrictor, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. you really couldn't bend it. But it was, like, a full knee brace from, like, my dick down to my toe. So, only five inches, you know? And fucking, like, I ended up getting my MRI. And they told me that I had, like, a 90% tear in my ACL. And then, like, a 25% like a tear in my MCL. And they're like, we're going to give you surgery just on your ACL, though. Because if we give it on your MCL, it might heal itself, right? So I go into surgery, whatever. And fucking, they took my patellar tendon, put it in my ACL. I don't fucking know doctor terms, but they, yeah, they, they welded that shit together. They, <laughs> they welded yeah. it together. And my MCL was good, right? But, like, the recovery time was absolutely miserable. I'm literally, like, crying myself to sleep. Yo, I sound so pussy. But, like, I'm literally crying myself to sleep because the pain is insane. Yeah. They give you a nerve block before the surgery. Mm -hmm. They give you, like, one in, like, your upper thigh. And I think they give you one, like, down in, like, the back of your knee or your calf. I don't remember. But it makes your whole leg look, like, numb. Or not numb. It's, like, paralyzed. Yeah. Or you can't even move it, right? So, fucking, they give you the nerve block. That night after my surgery, it wore away. I literally forced my mom to drive me to the fucking hospital to get the nerve block again. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, well, you're supposed to be taking the medication. I'm like, bro, I'm taking fucking a Percocet. No, I was on Oxy. They're like, you're taking a fucking Oxy. Or I'm like, I'm taking an Oxy every four hours. I'm popping at two Advil every two hours. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Right. I ended up finishing 30 Percocets or fuck 30 Oxys in fucking five days. 30, 30 fucking oxys in five days. That's wild. And you know what, you know what happened? What? Nothing. <laughs> my dad was like, you probably shouldn't take these. I go, dad, if I don't fucking take these, I'm going to cut my own cock off. I, I literally couldn't take the pain. But then just like after all that, like, I didn't want to ever feel like that again because I felt so hope, like uh, helpless, you know? Yeah. And like my legs were so small. So I was just like, fuck it. And I went back in the gym. I hit my highest deadlift ever. I hit my fucking highest squat after after all that shit. And I felt amazing. And like now I just got a wicked scar that my girl Anna DeCoralis tattooed me over. Yeah. So she got me right. Well, see, and, and I feel you with that knee pain because I think it was my senior year. Towards the end, I ended up going to the doctors. But something happened with my knee in, in one of the matches where I went to go block a shot. I came down on it really hard. And I have a torn meniscus, and my kneecap feels numb all the time. Like, it, it just... It still does? It still does, because I'm... So, I, I get like that, too. I'm supposed to get surgery, but I, I don't really want to get knee surgery. So, I, like, right now, just from sitting here, like, this is numb. And it just gets numb. Hmm. And It's and gross, it, right? It, it's it almost a, makes you want to throw it's up. It's a disgusting feeling, because, like, I'm, I'm rubbing my fingers around it, and it's just, like, 
such an awful, weird feeling. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but that's just how it is. And, and I don't know. That just, I, I feel you how, like, how you feel with the whole injury thing, because that's awful. Yeah. It's a, it's a terrible position to be in. You know, you, you've never got hurt from sports? What sports did you play? Dude, I feel like I always forget. I just did track, and I did tennis, like, as a joke senior year. Tennis? Yeah. What got you into tennis? Did you guys do circle jerks in tennis? Or was that like more yeah. like a water polo? We all have to no, nut yeah, on the we, we all have to nut on the racket. <laughs> no, dude, me, me and my friends literally did it like as a joke. Just we would just like fucking launch the ball over the fence, and then COVID hit, and then I made varsity. <laughs> you made varsity because of COVID. Yeah, that's wild. So what? You guys didn't have any matches or anything? no? Thank God, because I didn't. I couldn't even get into the fucking box. That's so dude. Funny. We would just launch the balls over the fence at practice. Did you run in track or did you do throwing? No, I was a thrower. What'd you do? Shot put, right? I did shot put, discus, and javelin. Shit. Terrible. I fucking sucked. You, the you, be- I, I was best at discus, probably. You never did the hammer throw? Hammer throw's not in high school. That's No, that's that wasn't a thing in my That's school. a college thing. Yeah. Tyler Sherbo got me into hammer throw. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I almost threw it out my fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Over the fence onto my fucking Ford Escape. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but I feel like sports, like, especially when you're young, like, they help you get into, like, a... A routine. Yeah, like a discipline, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm, that's, that's kind of, like, what what we do right now. Because we're shaping the young minds of America as coaches. This motherfucker with his as fucking coaches. coach. <laughs> oh, my it God. It always comes up. Nah, dude, honestly, it fuck always... it. How fucking proud are you? How proud are you of these fucking kids? These kids are doing amazing, man. I mean, right now we're 6-0 and as a team. And just the progress that I've seen from the beginning of the season to now is, is, is incredible. I've had a few parents. One parent came up to me the other day. He's like, hey, like my son absolutely loves playing for you. We love the way you coach, and, and he's never been this good. Like, keep doing what you're doing. He's never been this he's good. He's never been this good. Do you need and, a conditioning coach? Uh, I, can, I can get this kid's ripped. I am a no, no. Coach. Jared, fucking, no, Jared but do, makes do you them need a drill run. sergeant. I am. He is. So Jared makes them run, and I just talk to them. So it's so, like a nice balance. So like how much? I make them run a whole lap around the. Um, so we play at this one field, which is local, mm-hmm. and I make them run around the whole complex one time before a game, and then after the game, I make them do sprints, win or lose. We've won every single game, and every game I make them sprint after, and we do team push-ups. And I'm not doing it because I want to be a dick, but yeah. it's, it's discipline, and, and it shows them, like, no matter if we win all the time, it doesn't mean that you stop trying. Yeah. So I drill that into them all the time. You have to do this, you have to do that, and you have to be consistent. And there's now, I don't even have to say Yo, anything. No, he doesn't even Bro, have to say anything. Dude, no. and that's good. At the end of the game, they all run to home plate, and they wait. Dude, th- you're doing them a favor because I'm telling you, most, if not all, probably most of the kids will probably keep doing, they'll probably keep like running. Yeah. Because they'll see the benefits. They, and, yeah. and they do. The, one of the kids was, is, um, is not the, he's not the best player. You yeah. Know? But I put him in last game, went three for three, two doubles, a single. No, he did. actually popped he the really ball. He really did. Yeah. He did an amazing job and he got, he got the game ball. And one of the other, he got. I, I gave him a game ball. Oh, you did. And I gave um, our pitcher a game ball because he had twelve strikeouts. Dude, he had twelve Damn, strike, twelve strikeouts in five innings. He Bro, went, that's like Garrett Cole status. He went from pitching three innings one game and walking most of the batters yeah. to really buckling down, practicing, and striking out twelve kids in a game. And we call him Shiesty. Shiesty. That's his yeah. nickname. And no, I am gonna be honest though. Like, I was a little hesitant when you asked me to coach, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's honestly so much fun. And it's, like, it's a great feeling of, like, knowing that you're helping these kids. Because, like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? We don't really coach them much, you know? Like, we're not, like, always giving them tips and stuff. Because, like, whatever. I don't fucking know. You know, it, it, it's not a super competitive league. But but they're young, you know? They're, they're young. They're 13, and fi- 13 through 15. But, bro, this is, like, the perfect age to teach them those import like you're maybe you're not like teaching them the fundamentals quote unquote but you're teaching them those like you're teaching them lessons you know and and they get that they understand there's there was not last game the game or two before it i remember i wasn't even going to make them run after the game just because i kind of wanted to go home or whatever so i started walking towards the dugout after the game after we shake hands and they're like coach like aren't we gonna run and i was like what do you mean and 
more than half the team was like, no, we want to run before we go home. Like, can we just get a quick, like, you know, sprint? That brought yeah. a tear to his eye. I almost <laughs> cried. He goes, no. you get me a Kleenex. I almost <laughs> cried. And then I made them sprint more than I was intending to. <laughs> oh, you guys Aww. are such great kids. Now run five miles. So, so after that game, they ran and we did team push-ups. And I don't know. It was just like such an awesome feeling. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, there's really an impact on these kids. And, and they want to do this now because they try. They're tryhards now. They do. They do. They really it, and they'll get pissed off. We could be up twelve runs, yeah. and if someone makes and they it, get pissed off that they're not up by more. They they will be upset that they're not scoring and stealing enough bases. That's Yo, good. that's another thing is the other coaches fucking hate us for how much these kids steal every pass ball. The kids on the next base. It's awesome. And so so the first I think last game what, what we had we had fucking forty six stolen bases. It, and and I don't think that's an exaggeration. No, they steal every time they get on base. That's why the score was eighteen to one. Our first practice when we had these kids, and we our first practice we had twelve out of the fourteen kids show up, and I told them it was like, listen, I'm not doing it to put the other team down or or any of this. I was like, I want you guys to run the bases. You need to run the bases. Yeah. I was like, you need to see how your jump time is. If you could make it there or not, and if you could beat the catcher to the throw. I was like. I just want you guys to run, run, and run more. I was like, look at me for the signs and just go. We don't even give them signs anymore. I don't... These kids have learned so much and know, like, my coaching style and what I want and what I expect that it just happens now. They get on base, they're stealing. First pitch, steal. Mm -hmm. Big aggressive lead, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. Before you know it, if the kid hits a single, he's on third base in two pitches. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually crazy. And they just do it. They're... Last game, I walked off of the field. And they and, were still stealing. And I sat in the dugout, and they were doing their own thing. Yeah. And it was it's awesome seeing these kids. Like, they're picking up, and now they know what to do. You, I, I'm pretty sure we could sit on the bench and not do anything for the whole game, and these kids would carry themselves. It's kind of crazy to the point that, like, I could literally not even write the lineup, and they would just know. They, they would know where to go in the lineup, who's hitting where, what they need to do on the bases, what they need to do on the field, and it just it works now. Yeah. It's like clockwork. But yeah. dude, it all ties in together. Like what we were talking about wrestling and now like the coaching thing. It's like at the end of the day, it's like you feel accomplished. You feel like you're doing something, you yeah. know? And like between like winning a fucking wrestling match or training for a couple months just to go out there and kick the shit out of that kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Kinda ties in together with like training these kids to the point that like they're a lot better than the first practice. Dude, the first practice, I was very skeptical for the season. Yeah. You know, because, and, and not to say like I didn't believe in the kids, but every first practice for any sport, everyone's, everyone's always shaking off some rust. Everyone's trying to get back into the groove. I had a few kids that haven't played baseball. That one kid who I put in last game, and he went three for three, had plays in the field. That's his first year playing. And he's um, he's doing great. Yeah. But, you know. The first practice, I was, I was like, all right, we'll see how the season goes, and then we had like eight practices, and that, at like when we stopped practicing and got right into game, I was like, no, no, these kids are gonna do good. No, Our yeah. first game, we won nineteen four. There you go. Yeah, we've scored ninety eight total runs in six games, and only let up thirty one. Damn, dude, bro, yeah. and those and those kids are gonna take those fundamentals that you taught them, and basically just like that discipline of. You know, running and all those just important little stuff that I'm sure many coaches don't like realize is so important. They're going to take that and then bring that into every team that they play like in the future. And especially since they're like, you know, they're just like hitting puberty. They're like their bodies are starting to mature. They'll be able to, you know, like they'll be able to develop their bodies in such a better way. And like for me, like hitting the gym, like, bro, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but my fucking grades shot up just because i was in such a better like mental place yeah than when i was when i was just like a fat shit because (laughs) because i didn't because i didn't have any self-confidence you know so like i had bro like everything changed like just my confidence with just like talking with people talking to girls talking to you know guys talking to guys just like (laughs) just talking yeah just like you know like you gain that confidence and like Bro, now that, like, that kid who never even played baseball before, now he knows that he could be good. See, that's the thing. So he'll want to be better. He's mm-hmm. going to remember that. He's going to remember this shit for fucking ever. 
because yeah. and, and that's the kid whose parent came up to me and he was like, Hey, like we love what you're doing and my son absolutely loves playing for you. Yeah. It's awesome. just it's such an awesome feeling because it's like, oh shit, like this kid wants to play. Like he sees where he's at and where he could be and now now he's gonna grind. And next game I'm gonna start him. Yeah. And then like that's another thing is like Jared doesn't want coaches to or uh, parents to coach. That that mm-hmm. was a big thing for me. I, I don't like last year was my first year as a head coach. I just coached for myself. Oh, you're a head coach? Yeah. Oh shit. So, tell me about it more, motherfucker. I'll tell you about it more. But yeah, last year was my first, <laughs> last year was my first year as a head coach and I had a rule immediately. I don't need any parents and I don't want any parents helping me because the it, moment, they're, they're so biased. The yeah, moment exactly. you have a parent on your team who has a kid on that team, it gets it gets very difficult. Yeah. You know? I have my own coaching style and I know how I want my practices run and what I want the kids to do. The moment a parent steps on the field and has a kid on the team, it changes a little bit because now you kind of have to, like, you have to play their kid. Or yeah. you have to put them in the position that they want to play. And that's not the game I play. You earn where you play. If you practice hard and you do good and you show me that you're there to play, I'm going to mm-hmm. put you in. And, yeah. yo, it's another thing that, like, the kids are so comfortable with us. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, especially they, because you're, like, very close to them in age. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, we're not much older. I feel yeah. like they respect us enough where they're not going to overstep a boundary, but they're comfortable enough talking to us and being like, hey, coach, like, can I try out this position? Yeah. Where, like, if a parent is there, they might be, like, a little they're gonna held be a little back. T- they're they're going to be a little, like, um, intimidated. Say, yeah, timid. Yeah. Timido. Yeah, they're, I mean, and, and that's... This is a bilingual podcast. <laughs> that's why I love, you know... Play El Cholesterol. A Chicharron. Such a great song. But that's that's why I think it's it's awesome coaching these kids because, like you said, we're close in age to them and they know that there's a certain line that they can't cross. You know? Right. And what was it? Last practice. I, I kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah. Because well, they were, they were fucking goofy, right? They were. They were, they were goofing off and, you know... Joe is also like a little child, so they just feed one feed off of Joe's like <laughs> actions and what they see him do. But laugh. it's hard for me to stay like composed because the kids say shit that makes me fucking laugh, yeah, and it's like hard for me to kind of like withhold that shit because like I see these motherfuckers four times a week, you know. I feel uh, like I'm boys with them, but I can't act like I'm boys with them, yeah. you know. But that and 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 last practice they were they were. They were just too comfortable. You know what I mean? They they thought that we didn't have to practice, so those kids ran the whole practice. Because yeah, ev- Jared really fucked them up, bro. Ev- everything was a joke. I would try to talk, getting interrupted. All right, cool. I I waited there. Some kid kept like messing around talking. I was like, all right, cool. Everyone on home plate. We ran most of the practice. But it's also yeah. really hard because like it's not a prestigious league. No. You know, but I feel like we keep a nice balance of like But that also that that doesn't matter. You know, whether you're in a shit league or a good league, you still have to try and you have to want to be there. Well yeah, I mean like obviously, but like it it's like the dynamic of it kinda gets fucked up because like you don't wanna fucking bitch these kids around where they're not having fun. Yeah. But you wanna keep it like uh, like bubbly, I guess enough where like the kids are gonna be like, you know what? Like I really fuck with playing baseball. I fuck with my coaches. It's a very good environment, and I'm excited to come. Because if you're just like, get on the fucking line, yeah. run every fucking base. No, don't even look at me. You're playing this position. Blah 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 blah. And, and I don't think the kids are gonna that. be like, I don't want to show up. We don't do that, right? I don't think we. Do no, that. I don't think so either. I feel like we keep it like very, very balanced. You know, where the kids are comfortable coming, mm-hmm. they're excited to come to the games. Yeah. You know, because they know that they're doing well, and that's another thing is like. The kids are doing very, very good. They, they're all doing Where good. they're, like, ecstatic to come to games. I'm ecstatic to go to games. I know I have a game after work. I'm like, fuck it. We have a game, on, we have a game on Tuesday, and you know what? I'm going to leave work early just so I can get to this game. <laughs> You're a goober, but you still got to wait to pick me up. I still got to wait to pick you up, yeah. But it, it's such an awesome feeling. It's, it's great. And I'm sure you guys are going to want to keep doing it now. Well, I'm coaching a travel team He's this gonna, summer. Are you are actually going to do it? You're going to yeah, start it up? I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Me and Jared are about to be bagged out in the summer. Dude. I'm going to be walking around in a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I brought it up to one of the head... Um, the head Say honcho. Guys, head honcho of, <laughs> of this league. And I know there's other towns who have travel teams and there's other travel teams in the area. So I asked him, I was like, hey, listen, I want to get a group of these kids, 14 to 15, like the older kids who only have a year left to play, and start a travel team. And he was like, if you can get enough kids to do it, I will set it up for you and we'll schedule games. We'll make sure it's all planned out. Yeah. I sent an email out, and he sent an email out to his team. 
I have 34 emails in my in my inbox saying, hey coach, we really appreciate what you're doing and love the way you coach. I want my kid to play on this travel team. Boom. But here's the thing. There's going to be tryouts. It's not going to be like, so this league, everyone gets to play. Everyone gets on a team. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to have 15 kids on the team. So th- this is only between two two teams right now. Say like 60 kids come out, right? I think that's how many are in the league. 60 or 52? All right, so whatever. Say 40 kids come out for the tryouts. I don't want anyone to feel upset because they're not making the team. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's some kids on our team who want to come out for the team. Yeah. But I know if we if we get some other good players from other teams, you know, they're just not going to make it. And I, I, I don't want my team to feel bad that they didn't make the team. You know well, what see, I mean? that's the tough yeah. decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's... that's who knows? Maybe um, I start a rivalry team and I fucking beat the shit out of yours. Yeah, you would have to go get certified though, which you're not. What are you gonna do? Tell the head honcho. I'm gonna tell the head honcho. Yeah. The head honcho is gonna look at me and go, "Fuck Jared," <laughs> and I go, "You know what? You're fucking right. Fuck Jared. You should make him suck like a hawk." Oh, yeah. Damn, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to cutting kids. You know what I have realized? We are terrible at this whole having a guest thing. <laughs> we are. I feel like you haven't talked enough. Well, bro. that's because you've just been sitting and jerking off on the casting couch the whole time. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Your ex-girlfriend's cucking in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her right now. Okay, come cuck. Come cuck. Come cuck. Okay, come cuck, please. Oh, my God. So how was finals for you, bro? You're excited Ugh. to finally be fucking done? Dude. Finals were fun. Did you... You you went, you went did school this yeah, past this semester, semester? Yeah, Dude. Finals, awful. I hated it. Dude. it this awful. kid was throwing a fucking wicked BF, bro. Yeah. A wicked bitch fit about your finals. Dude, because it's... Bro, because you want to... You just want to go home. And it's like that... Those last two weeks... It feels like a fucking year. It does, because it's like, it's it's a drag. It's like, oh, I gotta study, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And you're like, I don't want to do this. No, literally, because, like, bro, it's like, you want to, you want to just go the fuck home, so you don't want to even, like, try on the test, but it's like, at the same time, like, bro, like, this final literally counts for, like, 30% of my final grade, like, I have to do good. Exactly. So then you have to just force yourself to do the same thing that you've been fucking doing for the past year. Yeah. And you just want to go home at that point. But, like, think about it. Now you're done. Now you get to enjoy your summer. Yeah, but then the summer's going to go by so quick. And I'm That's why you right just got to live there. it up, bro. You got you to gotta go to the boardwalk. That's go what we're going you got to stop the whole life. Yeah. That's what we're going to Florida. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs a break. Yeah. Just so happens that I need three in a month. It just so happens that we're going to Costa Rica after Florida. Oh my god, yeah, you're paying though, fuckface. I'll pay. You're going to Costa Rica? No, we're just, just figuring we it just, out right we now. Just, we just uh, said that right Fuck now. it, we did it in the first episode and we actually did it, so I guess this is our... Uh, well, I, we talked about impromptu. it. Impromptu. We talked about it. I texted Joe, I was like, hey, what are you doing these dates? He was like, oh, probably nothing, like, I'll ask my mom why. I was like, oh, just ask her, like, see if you're busy. He said, yeah, no, I'm not busy. And I was like, all right, good, because I got these two tickets to Florida. We're going. He goes, bro, you owe me 150 bucks. I go, for what? He's like, oh, I just bought tickets to go to Florida. I'm like, okay, where, when, who, mm-hmm. how hard am you I You already know be? that you were going to be down for it, though. Well, yeah, because I don't give a shit. Just <laughs> like, like, we were talking about it before. Like, I like to live very spontaneously. Dude, me and James. Really? Do you? Yes. <laughs> I'm very... I'm very persuaded, or yeah, I'm persuaded yeah. very easily, you know? Yeah. And I just like to have fun. I, I'm, like, I'm very carefree, where, like, I don't really need much structure, yeah. you know? Like, as long as there's a set plan in mind, I'm fine. Yeah. And then, like, even, like, these short trips, I hate planning trips so far ahead of time. Because it's, like... We just did this... We, the when, anticipation kills. When did we schedule this? Two weeks ago? Not even? Two Maybe weeks? About, yeah, like, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And, is and when it, you actually bought the tickets. Yeah, and I was just like, no, we're going. And you never want to be able, like, when you're older, you never want to be able to say, like, oh, I wish I did this. I yeah. wish I did this when I was younger. That's why I'm trying to do it all now. It's just yeah. hard because, like, tell me how I've been to fucking three of the biggest cities or four of the biggest fucking cities, right? Nashville, New York, L.A., and fucking uh, Miami. All being under 21. I really want to go to California. Wait, time out. Jared. <laughs> it was the Han Cook. That Ooh. stinks. I smelled that already. Did it hit you already? Yeah. Oh! oh! <laughs> round two. Oh my god, bro. Wait, round three. 
Jared. <laughs> Yo, you're way too comfortable, bro. Way too comfy. These kids, these, these people on the podcast aren't going to know what to do. They're going to... Especially when... They haven't even made it this far. Especially when there's visuals and they see me naked on my <laughs> my Tommy Bahama chair. You think like, we... bro, they can't see. We're all ass naked right now. With honey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Vin didn't know what an anal bead was, so he has it in right now. He's only on level three out of six. And it's a beat. It's a Bluetooth wireless one that vibrates. Dude. Should I go to the next level? Yes. <laughs> Intense. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I was talking we about this. Like, <laughs> why has no one made a Bluetooth butt plug yet? That Dude, has a you and your in it? ass play. Dude, no, not so, for me. He's so yeah, crazy. it is for you. Shut up, it's for me. <laughs> You're acting like you're not making it right now as we speak. Well, yeah, I like bought a little a, I bought a, knitting I bought a blanket. A, so he's that, like, his we're butt. out in public and then you hear like Miley Cyrus playing super. <laughs> you go, where's that coming like, from? And he's like, oh, I got my Bluetooth speaker. You look over and Joe's legs are just shaking. You're telling me that that wouldn't be such a fucking fire design. Probably would. Probably You're hitting that money. shit, Dougie. Yeah, and you all you... It. And, like, you're bumping, bro. You're listening to EDM music. You're fist pumping like fucking crazy. And you're clapping cheeks. <laughs> you don't think that shit would be wild? Are you clapping cheeks or you're getting your cheeks clapped? Both. I don't give a shit. If Both. I, dude, if you put on EDM music, I would literally do anything. You're weird. I'm not weird. I'm innovative. <laughs> dude, the log just fell over. Yeah, we have the fireplace on again. It just sets the... Ombriance. It really does. The house fucking. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of installment. Dirty Hands and No Money. An installment of Dirty Hands and No Money. We appreciate our guest, Mr. Vinny, coming yes, on. Thank you for, so much for having me. I don't know how I'm going to be able to go back to my normal life. You're not going to live down the hype. You're, you're going to be noticed in a Walmart. Dude, after seeing how just prestigious you guys are living, it's going to be hard. <laughs> It's going to be hard. No, literally. It's going to be hard for me to go back to my normal, regular, degular life. I mean, degular. Like, look, look at the studio that you're in right now. Dude, look around. Like, we bro, paid $50 million for this. The floors are down sparkling. Payment. I don't know how you get it this clean, well, that's my but just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> that's what right. I'm we, we use my nut as a cleaning product. Oh, wait. Product. Sh- Chanel just gave me a... What? Oh, it's a, it's a passion tea. Uh, what the what fuck? Is it? A passion Chanel, tea margarita. you're oh, fired. Tastes so Chanel, good. Chanel, get the fuck out of here. Give him beer. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you on the next episode of Dirty Hands and No Money. I'm Jared. I'm Joe. We'll catch you on the next one.